You are Locked On Texans, your daily Houston Texans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey guys, welcome in to another episode of Locked On Texans on the Locked On Podcast Network. Your daily Texans talk, news, and everything in between. I am John, some sports guy Hickman, and always to the right of me, my guy. Cody Davis, what's going on, Houston? A very ugly, rainy oh day. Oh gosh. How this many is- times did we contemplate? Hey man, we got to reschedule the show today. It was a lot. It was a lot, you know, man. What's funny is... You know, once again, I work for the Houston Sabercats, and this week Houston's is game first week. Professional rugby team. Shout out to the Sabercats. I'm I'm sitting there at my desk, and I normally around two o'clock. You know, me and John, you know, text each other and say what we're going to talk about for the show. And you know, John calls me the first time, and I like I'm on a conference call. I send him a text message. I say, "What's up?" He says, "Do you want to reschedule?" Because it. I, I asked him. I said, "Are are we doing the show today?" He said, yeah, if it don't flood. And I said, what you mean by flood? And I didn't respond back, right? <laughs> we ended up talking on the phone. Mm-hmm. Get to the studio. Mm-hmm. You let me know you're here. I walk to come get you. And I'm running drenched in cold rain. Cody signs in, ladies and gentlemen. I point outside and I say, that's what I meant by flood. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I didn't know that. Speaking of flood, we got some news of flood to you guys. The NFL free agency kicks off. The second part of it, rather, the guys that have not been claimed, signed, all of that above, uh, kicks off tonight at 9. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to definitely discuss fits. You know, I, I discussed on Twitter a little bit, play with the with the, the, the listeners, and uh, we have to get that listener engagement back on Uh a player who I personally think would be perfect for the Houston Texans defense in their system, especially since that need was not addressed in the draft. So um, we're definitely going to look into that. Did you catch the Met Gala last night? No. You didn't catch Odell's? Well, I've, of course I've seen Odell's from how they showed it 100 times on ESPN and NFL Network. Is he still the best receiver in the league now? Can we go ahead and just give that over to DeAndre Hopkins? I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is wearing that to the Met Gala. Well, he probably won't even go to the Met Gala. Are you trying to get Texans fans mad at you, huh? I know. I'm saying DeAndre Hopkins is officially... Oh, the best receiver. Yeah, oh, okay. Yes, I got you. Yes, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, yes. by far. You know, his mom is working on uh, a documentary about yes, her life Yes, I want to see that. He said he wanted Oprah to play his mom. No, please don't do that. You don't want Oprah? No. Viola Davis would be nice. That's who, no, Angela Bassett. <laughs> that, the mom's That's everybody moms. mama. Yeah, I can see that. Or Viola, Viola would be nice. Or um, Viola plays aunt. Don't he? Don't he got aunts? I'm sure every every. <laughs> he he got aunts. I'm sure he has an aunt. Yeah, so Viola Davis could be his aunt. Angela Bassett could be his mom. I can see that. Because if I make a move, Angela Bassett play my mom. I wouldn't want Angela Bassett to play my mom. Maybe wow. wife. Wow. Because I would rather her play my wife. Well, and I know have, where you're going with that. So. We do. We do. You do. You do. <laughs> also, 
Uh, a little bit more of the Texans news. We're gonna kick it off next segment. Don't go nowhere. Don't touch that dial. Locked on Texans podcast from the Locked On Podcast Network. Boys on parade with a party twist. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Locked On Texans, only on the Locked On Podcast Network. As John alluded to before we went to break, there is a new wave of free agency that is set to hit tonight at 9 o'clock p.m. With that being said, there are a couple big-name players who are still available out on the market, and because the first wave of free agency did not go as planned it i kind of feel like the texans have and have an opportunity to fix some of their wrongdoings what you think about that john most definitely <laughs> most definitely they are in a position uh once <clears throat> excuse me once they were able to go through the draft assess the problems and issues, concerns, leaks, fix, whatever whatever you want to call it. In the draft, they had a chance to uh, really address that from what they thought they needed to do. So now they are in a position to go through and thoroughly, thoroughly look to see, I'm sorry, the remaining areas on the team that can be fixed. Mm-hmm. So with all that being said, John, who is the one player on this next wave of free agency you would like to see the Texans go after? Well, right now, you know, there there are a lot of different names out there to mm-hmm. throw out just a little bit. And Dominican Sue, who played for the Rams, Super Bowl appearance this past season. Uh, Ezekiel Ansah, Detroit Lions. Um, he's a guy that has been having issues with injuries, but he's also a guy who has had double-digit sack seasons. <clears throat> Excuse me. You also have... Uh, safety Trey Boston, which I think we are done with. Yeah, I think we're kind of done. Um, I think we just done with secondary in general. Yeah, I think uh, with the moves. Jay Ajayi is available. Oh, who who is that? Jay Ajayi. He's recovering from an ACL injury, so uh, I think we are in a position to really look at that. And those are just some of the few names, but I think we are in a position to look at everything that uh, we have currently. Now, personally. What would or who would I go after? None of those guys' name on the list. Because I look at needs. I'm looking at the defensive scheme we run. And I'm going to stay away from offense on this one. Muhammad Wilkinson, mm-hmm. formerly of the last team we saw him with, was Green Bay, but we know him from the New York Jets. Let's take a look. First year, three sacks. Second year, five. Third, ten. Fourth, six. Fifth, twelve. Then four and a half, three and a half. Um, and then zero last year. But, of course, he's been hobbled with missing some games as well. We know that the Houston, Texas, Romeo Cornell loves that 3-4 defense. Mm-hmm. That is what he does. That's what makes Romeo Cornell, Romeo Cornell. Muhammad Wilkinson is a guy that can come in immediately, if healthy. And tremendously improve that defensive line, whether you want to run him inside or out. What I believe he can do is really, if you run him outside on the D-line, maybe switch it up, have him on the end, which he can play. Whichever side he's going to be on, he's going to help the opposing um, player, whether it's J.J. Watt. Not opposing, but his his teammate, whether it be J.J. Watt or 
or Jadavion Clowney. If you want to run him on the inside and give some issues in the one technique, then he can do that as well. Muhammad Wilkinson is very versatile on his defensive line, and he'll be coming into a situation where he's very familiar because he's going to be in a 3-4 defense, which we've seen his best years, 12 sacks, 2015 with the New York Jets in the 3-4 defense. You made some good points, but to me, I believe that the Texans still need to improve their backfield. So the one player I would like to see them go after is Jay Ajayi. Yeah, that's an interesting guy, and yeah. I think he's still interesting because of you know he's a Super Bowl running back for the Philly, for the Eagles for the Eagles, a part of that team that really got that offense going mm-hmm. and made it so much easier for your guy Nick Foles. I think right now Jay Ajayi personally is hanging on to Jay Ajayi his name. I don't yeah. know how easy he's going to be able to bounce back from the ACL injury. Yeah, I mean that's the only thing, but. Yeah, you have a point. Cause honestly, it's not too many guys that 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 sticks out to me on this list. So if I had a pick, I would I would like to see them go after Jay. He's coming off the A ACL injury, but prior to that injury last year, he was. It looks like he was getting back to the guy who he was in during his days in Miami. You know, when he was with the Dolphins and in twenty sixteen, he ran over a thousand yards and eight touchdowns on the season. Last year for the Philadelphia Eagles, he was on track to have a pretty good season. Um, he played only four games, rushed for 184 yards, and he already had three touchdowns. So depending on how he recovers from this injury, I still think there might be a, a little something in the tank. Plus him sharing the backfield with Lamar Miller, he's not going to have the pressure to carry the burden of performing at a high level as a running back on a night-to-night basis. Right, and I, and I can definitely see that. And, I mean, he'll make a really good it, second option. Right, he he's going to be, and I think what we're doing, just looking at the fact of <clears throat> we have Miller, we have Deontay Foreman. Foreman right now is coming in on a head of steam with expectations. Boy, boy, is it a lot of expectations he has right now. Bringing in another running back would, for me, it'll sound like we're going to go and run uh, a running back by committee. Mm-hmm. Which, in the case of the Houston Texans, that won't be bad because you'll be able to have different, like a Swiss Army knife from different running backs. Run, pass, or a guy that can do both. Um, but I think going into the draft, for me, a need was definitely an interior defensive lineman. Now, Wilkerson has played a lot of DN, but he can definitely line up on the inside. He has the strength to do it. He has the footwork. He has the ability to do it. And boostering in defensive line after you lose Covington, you brought in Charles out of UT. Uh, he played in the, fifth, in the fifth round. He got him in the fifth round, played at UT his four years, had nine and a half sacks last year in the Big 12. But you can also snag a guy like Wilkerson, who got experience, who's a double-digit sack guy in his career, and he's versatile on that defensive line. One thing about Cornell, one thing about Bill O'Brien, they love versatility. <laughs> so I think he'll be a good addition to the Houston Texans, and I think it'll make sense to go grab him. And the good thing about the Texans is we still have some money left over uh, from the free agency after taking care of the players we brought in, which wasn't that many taking care of the draft picks, even with some of the undrafted, they got their money. The Texans are still in the uh, position to sign other players. Yeah, they should. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. It's not like they hit a home run or they made a big splash in the first wave of free agency. You sound pretty upset about that. I'm not that. upset. I'm just stating the obvious. It is obvious. When we come back, what are we going to talk about? Well, who knows? I know. You guys don't know. Don't touch that dial. Thank you guys for tuning back in to the Locked On Texans podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network. Shout out to David Locke. Uh, well, I mean, shout out to him, but not the Utah Jazz. I know they're at home right now, sitting, rotting in their chairs. That's why he's able to send so many emails to us. Yeah, he's 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 a little bit a little bit more active now. But uh, if maybe Utah, you know what Utah should have did? What they should have called Zip Recruiter to hire better referees and players. <laughs> Because that's what ZipRecruiter does. They send your job to over a hundred of the web's leading job boards, but they don't stop there. With their powerful matching technology, ZipRecruiter scans thousands of resumes to find people with the right experience and invite them to apply for your job. Trust me, I know personally. I've used ZipRecruiter myself. And honestly, I don't think the Utah Jazz did. That's why they're at home right now. <laughs> But check this out, guys. To the listeners that are checking us out right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free at this exclusive website, ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. Locked on is L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Again, that is ZipRecruiter.com slash locked on. Go get a job. Send jobs out. Help people. Help us. Right now, in the month of May, We've discussed a little bit of the free agency news, and later this week we will get into the news around the NFL because we're in a dead period. Not to say dead period, but it's very, very little super concerning news going on. You know, I I would say, Cody, uh, and to the listeners. But, hey, the Rockets, they tied the series up 2-2. We're going back to... Uh, Oakland, Oakland, Oak Town, and uh, boy, did we see fight. You know what I saw in game four that really made me smile? The amount of mid-range shots James Harden took. Yeah, about time. And you know, I've been big on that. For Everybody moments. has been big on that. I know this is a football show, guys. I know you guys are listening for the Texans, but who are the Texans without the Rockets? The, the brothers of the city. The thing about James Harden, before we move on, is I think his mid-range step back is the deadliest move he has in his arsenal because it's always so unexpected, and he never really uses it. Not only that, the mid-range shot is... A, is the a most lot. effective, yeah, it's, it's the most effective shot. It's the highest percentage in a step back three. Not saying he can't shoot from downtown, but because we know he can. Like, but I'm just happy, you know. Two two. I'm still scared. I mean, we was two two last year. We won game five last year, and look what happened. Right, but this year, the one thing about it is, I want us to go ahead and win game five. We right? did that last year. We did that last year. Here's what cannot happen. Nobody can get hurt. I know you was about to say that, but I mean, hey, even if they do get hurt, I. Just, I we gotta have faith in our boys. We gotta I have, have a faith. Lot of faith. We gotta have faith in the Houston Texans. You know, we talked about yesterday on the previous show about way too early predictions, mm-hmm. and it, it, we could have came off. Uh, maybe I came off a little bit harsh yeah. about, uh, and I, 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 you know, I said what I said. But the reality of it is, 
when you have these expectations. I talked about Deontay Foreman just very briefly. Didn't even really talk about him, but his expectations this year are going to be through the roof. The Houston Texans have extra expectations, and they have to hit on them. The city of Houston, look, listen, guys. The thing about what the Texans are now and the space and area that they're in, they're in a place where we have to see the improvement for a certain year. I am big on, and we've heard about the Patrick Mahomes $200 million quarterback contract that he can possibly get, which will make him the highest paid ever. Crazy money, right? Crazy money. I'm I'm big on it. You know, guys in my circle are big on it. When you have a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, like Deshaun Watson, like a Baker Mayfield, those quarterbacks that not only play good, electrify the team, but they electrify the stadium and building. When you have those guys, because that's very Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. When you have those guys, you have to capitalize before. It's time for that contract. That's why it's going to be difficult for the Rams to get back to where they were this past season. Hmm. Because not only did other teams get better, you're going to be working with a lot less. Now, you did resign Aaron Donald, of course. You did get a lot of your main core players back. But once that quarterback gets his money, it's going to be very difficult to build teams because now a lot of your money is wrapped up into your quarterback. It's a quarterback league, so it's expected. We know that's the truth. That's the case. I'm just looking at the Houston Texans, the offseason that they've had so far, very skeptical. However, we have to dial ourselves back, of course, because obviously, you know, once or if we're able to get the opportunity to go and cover these guys like we cover TSU, like we cover other schools around the city and professional teams, then we'll be able to see and grasp more about what they want to do. And our plan isn't, with their plan. They, they're the executives. We're not. Let me ask you this. What will be, as of May 7, 2019, I'm pretty sure this is going to change when we get closer and closer to the season when OTA starts. What would you deem 2019 to be a successful season for the Houston Texans? Playoffs. But... Just making the playoffs because I mean, we made playoffs last year. And look what happened. But you'd be okay if we in and, and what round of a play wild card division round? Like, that's the thing. Like, with based off what they did last season, the reason why my expectations is still at playoffs is because with the offseason moves that were made, I put it like this. When the Rams made those moves last offseason, mm-hmm. when they brought in players and they and they and they did what they did when they got Marcus Peters and Brandon Cooks and things of that nature and they re-signed Donald. Because emphasis re-signed Donald, we still haven't re-signed Clowney. So we don't know if Clowney's gonna show up or not. Now I think he will, but we're not sure. So what the Rams did last offseason or what the Eagles have been able to do the last few offseasons with getting players and at, at these deals, it just seems like is how the Eagles pulling this off, or what the Eagles did years ago when they brought in Michael Vick, Nambi Asenwal, they had Asante Samuel. When when Vince Young went on and said, "Oh man, this feels like the dream team," those expectations were high in the offseason because, well, 
you just brought in some of these notable name guys. Yeah, I said I like the Cleveland Browns. Like the Cleveland, I'm glad you said that. Like the Cleveland Browns' expectations this year are so high because when was the last time we seen them in the playoffs? Never seems like. Like 2002. Was that the last time? I believe so. Let so, me look it up really quick. And, and if, if that's the last time or whatever the case is, their expectations are super high. Number one, you drafted your quarterback last season who had a phenomenal year, and then you bring in Odell Beckham. That automatically shoots your expectations up. And then you draft well. Then you have players coming into their second and third and fourth year, so they've been in the league for a while, and then they've been to hone their, they're able to hone their own craft and become better. And they also made other moves. They brought in Olivier Vernon to play on the opposite side of Miles Garrett. So expectations as of right now are still very, excuse me, how can I say just balanced. It's not, it's not more, it's not less. It's just based off what we've seen, I wouldn't be surprised if you made the playoffs. I wouldn't be surprised if you didn't make the playoffs because of the off season thus far. Damn. When was the last time they made the playoffs? Last time they made the playoffs, I was correct. 2002. And since... It's 18 years ago. Since 2000, their best record was... 10 and 6. No. It was that 9 and 7 season. Was that with uh, Derek I, Anderson at quarterback? I, I don't know, because it's 2002. Outside the Saints and what Michael Vick was running, I wasn't paying attention to no other team. That's true. What and, year was but, that? 2008? We, we had just started this franchise, correct? In 2002, yeah. I'm talking about the last, the best year, the 9 and 7 year. That was in 2002. After that, they went 5 and 11, 4 and 12, 6 and 10. they went 10 and 6 one year. Mm-mm. They went 6 and 10 in 2005. Their last good record where you can actually say was good, good, was 1994 when they went 11 and 5. Wow. And so now... Two and fourteen. Expectations are super high. Three and thirteen. Just reading these records. Four and twelve. Of course, we all know the famous one and fifteen. Oh and sixteen. You just feel bad for those guys. I've been in Cleveland. That's a very depressing city. I guess so. And the best thing they had was LeBron, and he left them not once but twice. 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 Like guys, I know this is a Texan show, but just take a moment just to look at. we got a couple minutes. Let's just the Browns' history is so sad because technically, you, you know, I'm looking at their history. You know, the Baltimore Ravens—they're they are the original Cleveland Browns. You know that, right? Right. So, the few championships they did win through the 1950s, and of course, the last one in 1965. No, 64. That's not even their championship. That's actually Baltimore Ravens championship because they moved that team to Baltimore. Check this out. In the middle of the night without even voting. <laughs> they just got up out they of just, They just got up and left. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't. It has something to do with the stadium and the city didn't want them. And the owner of the Cleveland Browns at the time literally just moved them. Yeah, the Cavs, not the Cavs. That's how bad they are. The Browns have been in a bad spot. Golly, and just think, they might be Super Bowl champions at the end of this year. That's they might. They do do you think spot. they're going to be better than the Texans? 
there's an, a possibility. Their expectations are through the roof right I now. I know. They're very good. And that's crazy for a team that went 3-13, and 1-15, and 0-16, oh and, and 7-8 and the last few seasons. That's terrible. How they have be been in bad? a very bad spot. Uh, please, speaking of bad spots, stay safe these next couple of days in the city of Houston while you're driving. 16, I-10, I-45, 59, South, North, 288, and I hate going over there now. But please be safe with all of the road construction and weather that we are anticipating to have. Also, whenever you're in your car, wherever you're driving, just tell your smartphone on your smart device, hey, play Locked On Texas Podcast, and that'll be able to play on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Himalayas, and you can also find it on youcanargythatsports.com. Until next time, I am John, some sports guy, Hickman, and my man Cody. What you got to leave him with? The Cleveland Browns only made the playoffs two times in the last 23 years. Don't be like the Cleveland Browns. That's, That's what, actually worse to live by. Exactly. Don't be like the Cleveland Browns. Don't be like the Cleveland Browns. Browns. Locked On Texans, your daily podcast on the Houston Texans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.